0: know me. Everybody say that they know me. They only See me on the cover of a Vogue and they me. We cannot be friends cause I like being I'm a boss. Maria Daniels here Successfully Chaotic and I have Laura here today. And Laura, I'm just going to go ahead and let you just share with our listeners who you are and a little bit about your book. Cause I know that's kind of how we linked up. I really loved the title of your book. I've actually not heard that term before and I'm not going to spoil it for everybody. I'm gonna let you say it, but okay. go ahead and tell them just a little bit about yourself and your book.
1: Okay, well, I guess I'll start there with the title yeah. of the book, then, because it is a little bit unique. It's called Unipreneur: How to Live Your Passion in a House Full of Dream Killers. And I did uh, uh, coin the phrase Unipreneur, although when later I found out there is another company that uses Unipreneur that's cl- opened up fairly close to when my book came out, but we're not really we're not related. Yeah, not the same. Um, and then also the term Dream Killers. You know, um, I actually had a book coach. Um, and at the time I was using the word naysayers and he said, you need something stronger. You need something stronger. And I said, well, how about dream killers? Oh yeah. Dream killers. Yeah.
0: Dream killers. Um, and, and
1: I'll just start with that. Um, I've been married to my main dream killer for 42 years now and we're very happy together. Yeah. Um, but there was a time period there. Uh, we had six children and I have, <laughs> um, our youngest, we have our 22 year old is home now. Uh, she had COVID, so she's recovering. Uh, uh, it well, she is recovered, but she's home from that from school, hasn't gone back. So, um, but anyway, the the bottom line is I was, I had a very, I won't say small life. I was very happy. You know, I, I got married at 19 and it's what I wanted to do. And we had a large family. That's what I wanted to do. You know, so I, I have no regrets with that. But where it changed was, um, and I'll just it's not a giveaway to the book. It's actually an introduction of the book, but where my journey started was we had a wonderful marriage for about 18 years. And then, um, but we, we were a a Christian family and uh, about 18 years in my husband lost his faith and it completely turned our life upside down or my life, you know? And um, so that was a very, very difficult, dark time for me, but I learned how to navigate those waters and it took me 15, 20 years to, to figure things out. And, um, I finally realized, you know, I can't change him. I can't change anything in my surroundings. I can only change me. And once I realized that, and really, I, it started with a mentor. I started with a, um, multi-level marketing company, which I hadn't intended to do, but one of our daughters got started with one. And I saw she was having some, some really, uh, not necessarily financial success, but her, her attitude changed and she became much more positive and much more, uh, it, it was just a big change in her person. person. And so I said, what are you doing? <laughs> she said, well, let me get my upline and we'll tell you. And so I <laughs> sat down and she was real shocked that I said, oh sure, you know, I did it um, to support her, but also then I fell in love with the products and, the, and I, the mentorship. I mean, that was even free, you know, but it was amazing. It was the mindset change that made the big difference. And then that also, I actually did succeed with that. And it, it it gave me enough finances where I was able to get into real estate investing. But in, in the multi level marketing, that's where, you know, uh, that was a big thing that, you know, my husband laughed and just said, Oh, that's crazy. Uh, he's a great customer. He loves the products, but you know he's, he just doesn't like that business model. But that's where I decided, you know, I, I want to do this, and I'm going to do it. And I've changed my mindset of, not changing him, but changing myself. And then after a while, you know, I really did change for the, for the better, you know, and um, uh, not that I, I don't mean like I was a horrible person before, but I was smaller than, than I am. You know, I, I didn't think that I could do things that I can do and I was stuck. So uh, then, like I said, I got, uh, so now I have, you know, the MLM, and I also have a real estate investment company, which actually my husband does like that (laughs) that's cool yeah so
0: um a lot of these guys get stuff in their mind like that
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) so what i really love now um what i really love is writing and creating, not just writing but creating um and you know i've written a couple of screenplays i haven't done anything with them yet but uh you know i i just love to create and with words and i love music and uh, i play a harp not professional well Well, I i have played at weddings and funerals and stuff but um you know, I, I, I'm creative. I'm a creator uh, above all, I guess I would say, and going, the biggest change for me was, um, like I said, attitude and having accountability partners, having mentors, having people who, I won't say have what I wanted to have, but who were who I wanted to be, you know, yeah. the the character, um, and that, that has really helped me. And so, um, that's when I wrote, I, it was so interesting. I had a, I was thinking about, I've been thinking about writing a book for years (laughs) and I've had like short stories and uh, articles and stuff published over the years. But um, October of, it was actually the end of September in 2016, a Facebook thing came up and uh, an ad for a, it was a hybrid coaching program. It's not self-publishing. It's not Uh, Traditional publishing, but it's a hybrid. And I clicked on it, I listened to his webinar, I signed up the next day. And it was a leap of faith at the time because, but it just felt right. And it changed me. It was another shift in my progression, you know. And so through that program, I published my book. And what's really interesting, um, I started with them October 1st, went through the program, had my book proposal in January, and, and, you know, I thought it would take like a year to write the manuscript, and then, you, you know, it's a, it's a long process, because I was busy, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, this was an add-on, you know, so, but what was really interesting is that January of 2017, my writing coach actually came out with a new book, and he had always written non-fiction, but he wrote a fiction book called The Elixir Project, um, which is a, it, it's actually a, a well, a sci-fi, or near-future sci-fi, it's a possibility. And um, he wanted to just see if he could write a fiction book and put this message in. And he did, he succeeded with it. But along with that, he had a program called the, it went along with a book, but it was basically 30 days of uh, focus, learning to focus every day. It was dripped content. I loved it. And it, it helped me. It, he coined the phrase unhackable, not coined it, it. He, he used the phrase unhackable. And literally when I took that 30 day program in January, I had the book written In like five months, and I had it in my hand by October. Oh wow! And and but it's from that. So the exciting part of all that is now uh, that author's. By the way, his name is Kerry Oberbrunner, and he just literally last Saturday uh, came out with his new book called Unhackable. You know, nonfiction. It's based on the premise of the book, which is, uh, you know, our lives get hacked just like computers get hacked. And, oh, yeah. uh, you know, he describes the term and all that. But frankly, I don't think we need to describe the term because this year has been hacked, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> hacked. That's just such a perfect term for that, for that. So now he has an unhackable coach program and I've been certified with that. And so Fastenet for me is going to be coming out in November. And I'm really excited about that because for to, to me, um, it, I, the worst thing to me is being stuck. Uh, that is the worst feeling when you have in your heart, you know that there's more, you know that you can not just do more, but be more and offer more because it's my personal belief that everyone on the planet has unique divine gifts that only they can give the world. Absolutely. And you know, the world doesn't fall apart if they don't give their gifts, but it's so much more full and beautiful when people do give their gifts. And I actually term it as a tapestry. I look at it as a tapestry. You know, and the more people that that put their beautiful threads of their lives into that tapestry, the more beautiful and the more vibrant and cohesive that life of, you know, the tapestry of life is going to be. And so that's where my um, passion comes in is helping people to recognize that they do have unique divine gifts and that they're important. It not only builds you but your family, your community, and the world, and that's where I am now. I, I, would, I see this this shift right now happening where um, there's a lot of people that uh, are angry and, 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 you know, that type of stuff. But there's, on the flip side of that, there are so many people reaching out for, okay, I want something better yeah. than this. I want to be better than this. And that's the people that I love, absolutely love to work with. Um, I agree. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm not a coach. I'm not, I mean, I'm not a therapist or a counselor. I'm a coach. So I help people where they are now. Yeah. You know, I don't delve into the past and all that, but I start, I help with people who want to start where they are now and not be held back by the past, but to just zoom forward and give their gifts.
0: And I love that. And I, I completely agree that everyone has their own divine gifts and that, Um, You know, one thing that, that stuck out that you were talking about is just the fact of saying that you, you had a house full of dream killers. So I love that because, you know, a lot of people, you know, if they, they hear your story now, they're like, oh, you know, she wrote a book in five months. She's done, you know, this, 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 and they always look at the, I've done, I've done, I've done. You know, and I think it's important, even though those are all amazing things, I think it's important to really point out the fact that, you know, it wasn't a cakewalk, you know, everything wasn't Mm -hmm. super easy, because I think a lot of people get stuck in this, this. Well, they feel they feel stuck. They just get stuck in this area of, well, that's easy for them because of this. Or that's easy for them to say, but you don't understand my life. Or it's easy, you know, and I've heard it even with me, and honestly, that's one of the reasons that I started podcasting is because I own a couple of businesses. I have a large family to have seven kids. One of them's oh. on the spectrum. Um, and you know, from the outside looking in, I, you know, people thought we had it all together, that we had this fairy tale life that we definitely do not have. And half the time I would be going to bed every night just crying myself to sleep because I was so overwhelmed just with with everything. My marriage was on the rocks. I mean, just all of the things, that nobody would have ever guessed. And it wasn't until I started kind of talking about some of these things that people were just in in shock that I realized kind of what I had done myself is I had only shown the best parts of my life and I had never shown, you know, the, how the struggles. And I think a lot of times people need to hear that it wasn't always easy. Not everybody wants to do like me, and I've decided to be a completely open book and share everything. You know, not everybody's ready for that, and I'm completely cool with that. But, you know, I do think it's great to say, you know, I mean, you did mention that you had a house full of dream killers, that it wasn't, you know, there you didn't have this big support team saying, yay, go, Laura, you can do this, you know, but you did it anyway. And I think that's important for a lot of people, especially women. I'm not hating on the men, but a lot of times, you know, we women wear numerous hats all day long and you know a lot of times our dreams and our you know our wishes and everything ends up getting put on the back burner especially with a large family Mm -hmm. (laughs) because that's just that many more people that need things all day long so I mean I just want you to just kind of briefly just mention you know what did your world of dream killer look like and you know how did you go ahead and push through it other than obviously working with a mentor
1: well uh, I I just to say uh, or clarify not all of my six children were dream killers there was a few there was a couple yeah was actually two out of the six uh two didn't care and two were you know supporters
0: yeah so um
1: but but it seems like but my husband was definitely (laughs) you know because we come from different backgrounds we think differently you know and uh i want to mention here i i feel for some reason i feel i feel led to say something our youngest child is in um she's not a child anymore but she used to be in, in therapy and one of and her therapists, I went in with her one time and uh, he said I love this analogy and this is probably not new to everybody but he said you know women's brains are like a ball of wire you know everything's connected when you were mentioning about having the connection women we're, we're wired differently you know our brains are literally connected and we, we associate everything with everything else he says men's brains are like shoe boxes (laughs) they're stacked they can compartmentalize okay this can go in there it can be completely separate from that now you can stick them in certain things in the same box when they want to but they can they have the ability to automatically separate them when he said that that gave me so much understanding of my husband you know and I appreciate knowing that because and it's not just a gender difference but you know personality differences I learned that his person at his uh love language. I didn't even know about love languages, you know, 15 yeah, years ago.
0: Absolutely. But yeah. once
1: I realized it was like, oh my goodness, cuz my love language is service.
0: Yeah.
1: And his love language is um uh quality time. And so I served him and I didn't wouldn't, he wouldn't reciprocate and what did I do? Well, I would serve him more. You know, and and it was like Whoa. and when I finally saw, Oh, that's not his love. That's a, that's a down on his, he, you know, he doesn't, that doesn't.
0: Yeah. It doesn't speak need. love. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It doesn't speak love to him. It's like, Oh my goodness.
0: That's exactly you know, so, how me and my husband are too. I'm service yeah. and he's quality time. And that was a problem.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I actually have a chapter on this in the, in the book. Um, but it, it was so interesting because I, once I realized that it was like, Oh, that's why he wants to come with me to Walmart. Cause to yep. me, I just want to go shopping and get it done, but he wants to come with me. It's like, oh, you know, but I realized, Then you know, once I realized, yeah. oh, he's not wanting to shop. He hates to shop. He's wanting to be with me. Yeah. And it changed my whole perspective. Like, oh, so a lot of this, um, I, I can't remember which chapter, second chapter, I think. Um, yeah, the first one's on ad, I have an intro and then the first one's on, um, attitude and the second one it talks about personality types and, yeah. uh, holy cow, that makes a huge difference when you realize. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and, and so that actually flipped the sum of you know how I thought about my dream killers you know it's like oh mm-hmm. they're not against me they're just for something else yep. and it doesn't have to be what I'm for and once I realized that, I was like oh oh okay okay they they're they're drink- killing my dreams but they're not doing that intentionally yeah you know and um so I think a lot of times we have dream killers in our lives and and they don't really, they really don't realize it. I
0: think most of the time they don't realize it.
1: Yeah. And, oh, I got to share something else too. It was really interesting. I gave a, a I gave a speech one time at, um, it was a, it was actually MLLM group, I believe. Um, but it was interesting because I had two people afterward, you know, have afterwards they come to the stage and, you know, mm-hmm. I talk to people and they had two people in that line came up and they were men actually. And they said, you know, I, I read your book and I realized I'm the dream killer. <laughs> <laughs> they happen to be men, but they—they're no. not always men, you know. No,
0: but, oh no. But no they said, you know, I—I read yeah. it
1: thinking it was going to be for somebody else, and he said, uh, that was me. I didn't even yeah. realize it. So,
0: and I think yeah. we can. We, I think we can. We can obviously be dream killers to somebody else's dream and not even worry about it or think about it, even re- yeah. you know realize it. Um, and I know it wasn't, you know, back to being busy and, you know, with a big family until we really started having major problems in our marriage. I never thought about it. I just, I mean, I would get annoyed by the stuff he did and I would think he didn't understand me and, you know, he would get annoyed by the stuff that I did and think, but I mean, it was like, we never really sat and talked about all of that until we were in counseling and they mentioned the love languages. And when I read that, it was the same thing. I think it was like a light bulb went off my head. I'm like, Oh okay. So, you know, the whole time I'm loving him the way that I love, you know, and I'm feeling like he's not loving me the way that I need love back, but he didn't understand that I was loving on him, you know, and yep. it then the opposite. I mean, it was just, it was one of those things that was just like, it seems so simple now, mm-hmm. but you know, that old ad is that you don't know what you don't know. I mean, exactly. it's, you know, it's, 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 it's definitely if, if there's any listeners listening right now, you don't know what we're talking about. I can't remember is it Gary Chapman's book. Is uh, it? Yes. Okay, that's Good what I am saying. It's Gary yes. Chapman's book, Love, um, love Languages. Five, five, five love languages. There we go. And it's, I mean, it is, it, you know, even with, there there's even ones for children too that I've read now, mm-hmm. even with your children reading that you understand so much because, and you can, uh, you know, even say this too, because you've got a large family. People think that, you know, with a large family, a lot of the kids are so much alike. None of my kids <laughs> are alike. <laughs> None of them. I mean, you think you should have this parenting thing down, you know, after a while. And now <laughs> it just keeps adding on to things that you figure out that you have no idea about. And, you know, reading those and kind of figuring out how my kids showed love to how they needed love, you know, also helped to put stuff in perspective because, you know, I'm very stubborn and hard-headed and I have some very stubborn and hard-headed children, which, you know, is not always a bad quality. You know, my stubborn children are also my very, very independent children. They're the ones that I don't really have to ask them to do anything. They just go ahead and do it. Now, raising them to get to the point that they are at this point. Cause my, my oldest is 22. My youngest is three. So the ones that are older, the 20 year old or 22 year old, 20 year old and 18 year old, you know um, I can kind of look back and see the things I did great, the things that I didn't do so great. <laughs> and I'm, you know, kind of doing that with the younger ones now at this point, you know, going to try to figure it out, but it took me a while to kind of figure out, you know, that. You know, we have these different love languages. We have these different personalities. And much like you mentioned, you know, we are also somebody else's dream killer a lot. You know, I've, I've spoke to my husband even about this. I didn't use the topic dream killer, but the same idea of, you know, just the things that I've felt that I was helping him with it. He thought I was messing up and vice versa. And I think it's good to, you know, think about those things, you know, and think about, you know, am I hindering somebody else's progress? Am I hindering somebody else's mindset? Am I hindering, you know, anything? Cause I think we can accidentally do that because life is so much perspective.
1: Yeah. And I think something too about, a, about being a parent, well, I guess it could go in any relationship, but especially as a parent, you know, you hate to see your child suffer. You know, and so you can see certain things and you think, oh, but, oh, but, you know, you might, you might, you know, get hurt, you know, but to let them make their mistakes or let them try stuff. And sometimes what you think will be a mistake isn't. Um, In particular, I could remember, think of one instance. This was our uh, third son. We had three boys and three girls in that order. And our third son was a junior in college. Uh, He was in computer science and he was acing it. I mean, he was just acing it. And mind you it's halfway through his junior year he came home and he had a part-time job during that whole time uh he worked at a supermarket and he had become their uh meet, he was their meat manager you know he was the first he, but anyway mm-hmm. he, he he got a butcher's license and all that and it was so funny he came in literally halfway through his junior year he came in and sat down. he came to me which was interesting not his dad he came to me and he says, mom I want to talk to you about something really serious. Like, okay, what'd you do? No, no, no. now <laughs> oh, <But anyway. laughs> no, I get it. <laughs> no, he was a good kid. But anyway, he said he said I really don't want to go into computer science for the rest of my life. And the the mom in me wanted to say, oh, just get your degree, just yeah. finish your degree, and then you can do whatever you yeah. want. But just get that degree. But he was hating it. He said, I am competing against. Uh, And at that time it was foreigners. He says, I'm, I'm competing against these um, foreign foreigners who have this fantastic math skills that they can just boom, 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 boom. I have to work at it. He said, I'm doing it, but it's a lot of work and I'm not enjoying it as much as I thought I would. And I said, and so I held myself back and I said, well, what would you love to do? He said, frankly, I would love to be a butcher. (laughs) He said, "I'm enjoying it." I actually hadn't got his butcher's cert- certification yet. He was uh, the helper, you know. Mm. And he said, "I, um, I, w- I wouldn't mind becoming a butcher." And I said, "And, and inside, I was going, a butcher? Uh, what? You know?" <laughs> but I said, "So tell me about that. What? What? You know? What? What would you love about it?" And he says, "You know, it's funny because it, it, I have other people come in there, and it really grosses them out. They can't stand handling the meat. They think it's really gross. And I, you know, not everybody can do it. You know?" He said, "I don't mind it." He said, "You know, I've been in the meat department for." for five years now. And I, you know, now I'm the manager and I see the butcher come in and do his stuff. And I, I don't think I'd mind doing that. You know, I think I might like it. And so I said, and it was hard for me, you know, but I said, you do what your heart, what you want to do in your heart. It's your life. Don't live it for me. Don't live it for your dad. Live it for you. Do what you want to do. And, you know, if you want, if you want to try that out, get your butcher's license and see if you like it. Uh, fine if not you can go back to school and finish up you know and he said and, and so that's what he did well he ended up you know um we live in western new york he went back he got his butchers whatever it is his his certificate he loved it and he ended up going down to texas to living with uh one of his to live with his older brother and um he's now meat manager down there and butcher and he's he's got a he actually he actually probably has the well, not the most money, but he he's up there with making the most money. He makes as much as my husband mm-hmm. and all the benefits and all that. And he's perfectly happy with it. And it's like, you know. That was what he needed to do. That was what, and he, he's very happy. And he says, yeah, and I'm down there in Texas when it's so hot and I'm in there in the cool room with, (laughs) it's just, he's very happy with what he's doing.
0: So that's a wise uh, mom. That's a wise mom.
1: (laughs) But it was not easy. And that's what I think, you know, that's, that's the message, I guess it's, it's a dual, it's a dual message. It's to how to, how to become your best in spite of dream killers in your life. And it's also not to be the dream killer yourself, to be Mm -hmm. aware. It's awareness. It's
0: an awareness issue. And and I completely agree. And it's really hard with your kids, especially because I know with my oldest one, um, she's the only one that's moved out so far. My 20 year old is considering moving out or was considering moving out and then COVID hits and now she's freaked herself out about it. But Mm -hmm. my, my oldest one, she, she was in nursing school, similar story. She was in nursing school and um, hated it. Absolutely hated it. And that's all she ever wanted to do. I want to be a nurse. I want to be a nurse. I want to be a nurse. And then absolutely hated it. Um, the one thing that she didn't do that your your son did was, um, but she's my most independent kid. She didn't come to me and say, Oh, I really hate nursing school. I'm going to drop out of nursing school. Instead. She, um, went to the Dean dropped out of nursing school and then stopped at the Navy recruiter's office on the way home and joined the Navy and then come home to tell me all of that. Oh wow. So, yeah. So <laughs> I I was not my best mom moment that night, I will admit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was not my best mom moment, but you know, still in retrospect just to kind of share, she loves it. It has completely changed her for the better. I was, I was terrified. I'm thinking this is my most smart child that I have. She doesn't like rules. She is definitely a rebel at heart. She's a good kid, but still like Mm -hmm. me, a little bit of a rebel at heart. Mm -hmm. And you're joining the Navy where it's all rules. I'm thinking they're going to kill you. They're going to kill you because (laughs) you know, I'm like, this is going to be really bad. My husband was in the Navy. I'm like, And, and, you know, I was just, I mean, I was livid, I was livid and I was upset and I was crying. And she, she shipped out two and a half weeks later. So I felt like I had like emotional whiplash from the whole thing. But what I can say now, and she's been in it for several years now, is she was miserable and I, you know, I couldn't see it. I, re- I felt like I didn't have time to really see it either, but mm-hmm. she was completely miserable. This is something she had been thinking about doing for a long time. And it actually ended up being very good for her. Now it could have been very terrible, but it wasn't, you know, and at a certain point in time, you have to allow them to live their own life. And that's hard. You know, it's so hard. Um, that was my first experience, you know with allowing them, you know, to live their own life. And it was, it was, like I said, I had an emotional whiplash from it, but, you know, the worst thing that would have happened is she would have felt like she made a, a bad decision and would have learned for, you know, from it, because we all have to kind of do that in our own life anyway. And, you know, you mentioned earlier about, you know, You were like a butcher, you know. And and I'm even, I was even the same way. I'm like, why do you want to be in the military? And they make nothing, you know. And, but, but we usually have this, this, our own idea of success. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, It's the wrong idea to try to implement our idea of success on somebody else. And it's a wrong idea for us to try to follow somebody else's idea of success. And I did that for the longest time myself. And I, you know, I really applaud you on, you know, holding your, your emotions back and kind of allowing him to follow his own dreams because, you know, a lot of these trades, you know, people kind of frown upon, well, it's not a doctor or an attorney or all these, you know, quote unquote successful jobs that people have. But a lot of times they make just as much, if not more money than, you know, a lot of these more recognized successful careers. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, my husband's in one of those, he's a lineman, you know, and he goes out, gets dirty, gets his hands dirty, but you know, he makes actually more than a couple of the attorneys and doctors that I know. Mm.
1: So, yep. That's, that's the big thing is to follow who you are and let our kids and let other people follow who they are. Um, yeah. Cause like I said, everybody has their own, everybody has their own path to follow and Absolutely. we can't follow it for them. We can walk beside them. You know, I'm not talking about when they're little, but you know, no, when they get to the know, point they where they're, be- yeah, yeah, yeah. That That's so important. And I, I have to say, you know, I wish I knew now what i mean i wish i knew back when i had little kids what i knew now oh, but man. i didn't and i really <laughs> did the best with what i knew so i'd like to tell any of your listeners you know if you've made mistakes have grace with yourself because Absolutely. uh we do i think as parents we do the best we can that we know how to do at the time but i would suggest learning more about like like Gary Chapman's book or there's the the book um well I have several of them listed in my book. Um, Actually, if you go to uh, my book website is www.unipreneurbook.com. And there is a list on there of books to read, um, you know, resources. Um, I hope that's been updated recently.
0: I don't do that myself. I have a website. Well, when, when this, when this airs, I'll make sure all the links to everything's in, in okay. the show notes. So our listeners will be able to kind of link on there and read that. Cause I mean, I do think it's important to listen, you know, to resources. And I, that's something I didn't do early on as a parent is I didn't, I mean, I, I read, but I didn't read about, you know, how my kids thought or how to do this or how to, do yeah. it was more just like, I was in survival mode at the very beginning. You know, yes. my, my first three were so close together. Um, it was like, boom, boom, boom. It was just like survival mode.
1: <laughs> yes. Know? I hear you. I hear you. And that's, a, you know, that's another thing is with, with parents, um, you know, with young children, that is so all consuming and it should be, that's that time they need you, mm-hmm.
0: you know, um,
1: but it's so weird when they leave, <laughs> You know, it's like, I mean, it's, it's a, it's wonderful and it's wonderful to see them come into their own and all that, but you know, that empty nest does come and I'm not quite there yet. You know, like I said, our 22 year old's home, but, um, it's a whole new, it's a whole new season and just whatever season you're in, enjoy it. Absolutely. But don't forget yourself. Don't forget that you need, you, you know, you can't give from an empty well. And I think for a few years I was doing that because I was trying to be both mom and dad, um, And, you know, even even though my husband was here, he, it was different than it had been. Mm. And he didn't have the hands on stuff that we had before, but, um, we do the best we can. And that's all you can do. We're all learning. (laughs)
0: Yep, And there's, there's no such thing as a perfect anything, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I think that's important to know because, you know, that was something that I always, I always wanted to be the perfect mom. I wanted to be, you know, all the things and, you know, obviously I fell short and I exhausted myself. And a lot of the things that I was trying to do was actually pointless. And where I have almost like two sets of kids, because, you know, my older ones, you know, are, are a lot older and then I've got, um, the younger ones are 11, Um, seven and three. So I've got the benefit. I mean, there's some negatives on that too. Trust me, we've we've actually added up how old we're going to be when my youngest one graduates, but that's a whole nother story. But, you know, you know, there's some positives that, you know, I've, I've been through it the first time and know a lot more on giving myself grace on, you know, taking time for myself that I didn't really do before. Mm-hmm. Um, and cause it was going to be one day, you know, making a point to spend time with my husband where, again, it was going to be one day we didn't. And then like one day we didn't even know who each other was, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of these things that we, I didn't do, you know, with the older kids I'm able to do now. And. Um, just cause I know, and again, you don't know what you don't know. So, you know, where I've already been through it and know the pitfalls, I know the stuff that I did good, the stuff I did horrible. I'm able to take like, the same concept into, you know, trying to do a little bit better job with, you know, my younger kids. And, um, you know, we joke around my older one, my older one will say something and she'll say, well, you know what, never would have let us do that. And I'm like, you were the guinea pig children. I'm sorry. (laughs) I was doing my best. (laughs) (laughs) We really, we really do. You know, we, we, we
1: grow along with our kids, you know, and, um, it's interesting. We have a lot of similarities. Um, uh, I had five children in 10 years. Yeah. And then uh we actually lost three boys, I had three miscarriages, mm-hmm. and then uh nine years later had a little girl, so she's like an only child yeah. <laughs> there for the past for the past you know what eight nine years she's been a lot here you know just yeah. like an only child but um you, you do what and we do treat her different, you know i mean it not not on purpose, but it, it's different, you it know, and she different. doesn't have to compete with <laughs> you know we and we make enough money where we don't have to yeah. you know rationale stuff yeah. you know
0: yeah yeah <laughs> so I know.
1: but you know it is it, it is what it is you know and we all do the best we can but absolutely. I would would just I'm grateful to know that I can get better I can learn I can always become a better person a better mom now I'm a grandma yay! Yeah. <laughs> so it's a it's just a journey and to enjoy the journey do your best always reach for better better always always try to absolutely that's the whole thing I hope I never get to the point where I say okay I've arrived I'm here I'm good you know I always want to continue learning and growing actually my mantra is I learn grow connect and serve yeah and um I've actually added create because that's my thing I love that yeah Yeah. I love that um yeah so that's That's me in a nutshell.
0: (laughs) Well, and I think that all leads on to, you know, even on the business side of things, you know, back to, we all wear a lot of hats, even on the business side of things, we're always growing. We're always, you know, changing, we're always challenging ourselves and where the dynamics, I think sometimes gets hard is the fact that we wear all these hats. You know, we have, Mm -hmm. a lot of us have the wife hat. A lot of us have the mom hat, you know, and then we add in the business and, you know, you're, you know, in a lot of these areas, you are you know you feel like you're coming up short, and you know I think you know it's very wise to sit there and say wherever you're at whatever season you're at you you know just do your best, and you know that's going to look a little bit different, I always kind of use the analogy that life you know, this work-life balance is more like a giant balloon game, you know, that a lot of people think (laughs) is like this, you know, just actually going to balance out. And I chased that for years and I don't think it exists really, because I think it's really just like a balloon game and you've just got all these balloons in the air. And the idea is just to keep them from hitting the ground because sometimes your family is going to need more of your time, attention, and you know, whatever. And, you know, you'll notice that your business starts to kind of suffer a little bit and you have to kind of turn and focus on your business a little more. And, you know, then the family might feel like they're A little neglected, and so I think the balancing isn't that it's ever going to be 50 50. I think it's just going to be you're doing the best you can and just trying to keep you the balloons that you've chosen to be in your life in the air. And I think that you know that's the key. And you know, I really like that you know you've got a coaching program, um, you know, called Unhackable Dreams Coaching. Is that what you said it was? Yeah, that's the new one,
1: that's the new one that I'm releasing next month. Okay,
0: so. You know, coaching programs. There you go. So, you know, coaching programs like that allow people to kind of dig in specifically on things that they are, you know, not sure that they're stuck on. And I think that is so important because we all get stuck. You know, Mm -hmm. whenever I was stuck in my marriage, I had to find somebody to help me with that. Whenever I was stuck personally, I, you know, went to a counselor for myself, you know, whenever I was stuck professionally, I hired a coach, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and I've got a consultant and I've had people go, well, you're, you own a consulting company. I know, but consultants need consultants, you know, Mm -hmm. and coaches need coaches. Uh, That's how it works.
1: I have a coach. Yes, I have a coach. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And sometimes we need, uh, we, our seasons change and we need different Mm -hmm. coaches at different times you know, I've had, uh, I've had several, I think my first one was, um, gosh, I think my first one was Omar Perry. You, that was back with, uh, that was only a six month program. And then I went with Mary Morrissey for two years, spent a lot of money with Mary. Um, but you know, there, every, everything was worth it because, Yeah. but I will always have a coach at least one. I try to, um, only have one unless they're in two different areas that I need, you know, yeah. completely different areas. Um, I do switch, you know, sometimes switch in and out. I've been, I've been with Carrie Oberbrenner for, uh, since 2016. So, and that's continuing. Um, but yeah, it, it's very important for me to have someone who's farther along of where I want to go. And, um, Oh, it just, it helps. It helps so much, um, for me personally than to try to figure it out myself. That Absolute, was, that was absolutely. the biggest thing for me, I think to realize, and that was back when I first started with that, that was like, okay, I can't afford this, you know, but then I re- got to the point, it was like, I can't afford not to Excellent, absolutely. because I'm just going to stay, <laughs> so. I had to invest in myself because yeah. I was, I just couldn't be, I didn't want to stay stuck anymore and yeah. I didn't see how to do it on my own. Or if I did, it was going to be very, very slow. It's like, I want to move, you know? exactly. I want to move forward. So, and yeah, it can
0: be, it can be, you know nerve wracking when you make that decision to invest in yourself like that, especially, you know, if you have a family and you have kids mm-hmm. and you have obviously bills, you know, and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time that I ever decided to do it, I was like, ah, I'm like, what happens if I just wasted thousands of dollars? <laughs> you know, what, <laughs> what is going to happen if I do that? And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to, if, if I follow this and this actually works, I'm going to make more than that the first month back. And I did, you know, and, and I think that's the key is I, You know, more people, more and more people that try, you know, coaches. And you got to make sure you find the right coach for you. I think that's very important. And I think, you know, there's, I've heard people say, well, there's just so many coaches out there. Yeah, there are, because there's so many people out there. And, you know, who you connect with is not going to be who I connect with. And who my coach connects with is not going to be who your coach connects with. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's everybody's personalities are so different. And, you know, I think it's important to kind of, you know, look at who you're going to be work with and just talk to them and see if you connect because it really is. It's, it requires a lot of trust. Mm-hmm. And it requires a really a deep connection. Um, and I mean, there are some other aspects that go into it because, you know, obviously, you know, coaches and consultants, both, I always use the analogy that they, they, it's almost like you type up a paper and well, you're a writer. So look at this. You, so you type your <laughs> manuscript, you give it to an editor and they find all these typos, but you read it, you know, five times and you see none of them. Mm-hmm. And the reason is, is because you knew what it was supposed to say. And literally our brain sees it the way that we've, think it is and mm-hmm. it takes somebody else you know reading it from the outside to pick out those typos yes you know, I think that's why that's it's so important to bring somebody from the outside even if you think that you know all the things about all the things you don't but let's pretend that you think you do you know you know all the things about all the things you know there's probably typos so you know in, in your life figurative typos mm-hmm. or maybe real typos you know whatever but I like you know, bring I like in. that analogy yeah. that's that's good it makes a lot of sense because we've all done it, whether you're a writer or whether, you know, you just typed up a paper in school, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. We've all read it over and we've read it and be like, okay, it looks good. And then we send it to somebody else. Okay, typo, typo, typo. And you're like, what? And you didn't see it until they pointed it out. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't see it at all because you kept you read it. And I mean, and, and it's and it's so true. So and that's how it is in our own lives and, our, and, and in our own business is, you know, we're so close to it. We know how it's supposed to look and how it's supposed to be. We know all the things that it can be. And it's so hard to see our own typos. And I think it's so important for all of you listening right now if if you've not considered having a coach, I, you need a coach. And I, a lot of people hate the term coach and, you know, you can call them coaches, you can call them mentors, you can name them whatever you want to, but the idea is to have somebody that you are working with that can help you find the typos in your business, the typos in your life or whatever type of coach you're, you're needing. Um, where, where, where is your, uh, Coaching going to be found? Is it going to be on your website with your book, or is it? Oh, uh, the- I
1: I have a new website just came up. Okay. Um, it's called www well, obviously uh, dream uh, unhackabledreams.com.
0: Okay, and I'll make sure that that is also in the show notes for anybody that wants to check Laura out and see if maybe she's a fit and her new coaching programs a fit for what you're needing. And just so so I have a I have an umbrella website because I'm an author,
1: speaker, coach. Um, the unhackable coach is the new one that's coming out. Um,
0: okay.
1: I'm trying to, I, 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 am not a tech person. I hire it out. So, yeah, that's um, fine. um, what I'm trying to say, I, I don't know where she has this. I do have a, cause I think it's with my other coaching. I do have a, a it's called, do we fit? It's a little okay. document that we can see if we fit or not. Um, because I'm not a counselor. I'm not a therapist. You know, I start with people where they are now who want yeah. to move forward. And help them just zoom. That's okay. what I love to do. Um, I, see if I you can find that and get that to me. Yeah,
0: yeah. See if I, you can find and get it to me, because that way when it airs, I can have it in the show notes. So anybody listening, we'll make sure we have the direct links um, to go to the to the. Uh, do we fit? Um, is it a form that they fill out? It, no, it's a um, it's just a
1: literally a column thing.
0: Okay. We're, we okay.
1: fit here. We won't fit here. You know, because right. awesome. and they're subtle things. That's easy.
0: That's I, I remember easy. the
1: very last one is you know people may think this is rude, but it's very honest. One on the on the we don't fit if you're a whiner. We do fit yeah. if you're a winner because yeah. attitude. I, I <laughs> you know, no. I'm, I'm not here, and and I know people have things that to, to, that they want to whine about, and that's okay. It's just I'm not your gal.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. You you know, and and I think that's important for your own business to know what your boundaries are. And I think that's something that a lot of people, and I'm a lot of people, I did not do that for the longest time in any part of my life. (laughs) And it took me a while to figure out that it wasn't only for me that I needed to do it, but it was for my husband. It was for my kids. It was for Mm -hmm. my business. It was for everything to establish my own boundaries. Because if you don't do that, you know, you're, you're selling yourself short and really you're not going to be as good for everybody else in your life. So, I mean, I think that's important. So I like the no whiners thing. That's great. You know, if you're not a counselor, you know, or a therapist or something like that, you're, you're a business coach. So, you know, they can go to the therapist or the counselor for the, you know, that portion of it. And then they can come to you to get the steps they need to take to, You know, crush their business.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and it doesn't mean they can't say anything negative. But I don't want you know they can they can they can pass through that, but I don't want them to pitch a tent there. You know, exactly.
0: (laughs) Don't get stuck there. Yep. Nope. You're you're there to unstick them, right?
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. And um, also, I I am I I know a lot of other coaches too, and so I'll be perfectly honest if I see that I'm not a fit. Yeah, I will be very happy to say you know I don't think we'll work out, but I can refer you to somebody that I do think you'll fit with.
0: That's absolutely. uh, It's not just,
1: it's not just, uh, it's personality. It's, you know, uh, everything. What I I, want people to find who works, who they work best with. And And I think that's important too. That's good. You know, as you change coaches change, Mm -hmm. you know, like, like my, my first coach, I don't, well, I can't say that. I don't know that we wouldn't fit anymore, but I think we're more equals,
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah.
1: because I've grown so much, you know, and, and um, I think we could probably help each other, you know, rather than, you know, but so Mike, it's, it's just different. It's just different.
0: And I think that's part of it. And I like that you say that because I'm the same way I pass people on. If I have somebody that, you know, fills out my form and they want to talk and I talk with them a lot of times somebody will click on my head. I'll be like, you know who you will, it will be something they say where they've, mm-hmm. they've got a similar background or a similar something. And I'm like, you know who you're going to work great with. And, and that's with coaching. That's with my consulting. That's even mm-hmm. with my wellness company. It's just, you know, at the very core, most people that coach or consult were the very core were helpers and the best way to help is to make sure that person is getting with the person they need to be with. And I think that's, you know, I think that's an important part of, you know, being effective really.
1: Yes, absolutely agree with that. So this
0: has been great because I I feel like we
1: have a lot of similarities. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. It was great having you on. And um, for everybody listening, I'll have all the links for Laura's coaching program and her book, the Unipreneur book. On the show notes, and you can check that out. And I'm interested in reading the book too. So I'm going to check that out myself. But I love that term, unipreneur. I know you hear fempreneur and mompreneur, and that's the first time I'd ever heard that. I'm like, that is a great term. I love that term. <laughs>
1: Thank you. I'm the freaking greatest. I'm the rage they exclamated. LA times, I stay.